and trains, and we're prepared for it with new techniques and new approaches. And as for our part, we feel that you're the best pieces of manpower available in this whole region. We're getting ready to have a live spectrum. What we were trying to say, you got to walk home, walk home, walk home. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. To reach Devin Wade with a question or comment, follow him on Twitter at Wadesword. Be a part of the group on Facebook by joining the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group or liking the page. Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, episode 15. Uh, We've made it to 15, and uh, we have a long, long way to go, but we're glad that you are participating and joining us. Been away for a minute, but uh, I'm back in the swing of things, and I've had so many things that I've wanted to talk about, get an opportunity to talk about those things today, and joining me to do just that in just a second is Jordan Biscuit Wade, my brother. We'll talk uh, a number of things, including uh, UConn's big loss last Last night, snapping 111-game win streak. Uh, in addition to that, we're going to talk about the MVP race in the NBA. And I hadn't had a chance to chime in on the Oakland to Vegas uh, move in the NFL. So a lot to get into. want to remind you guys, you can tweet me at Wade's Word, W-A-D-E-S-W-O-R-D. Also, Facebook Live. We'll be going Facebook Live at some point. Uh, and uh, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade group and page on Facebook. You can check those things out as well. In addition to that, Instagram, DWade909. So a lot of different ways to get to me. So with that in mind, I want to bring in Biscuit, Jordan Wade. Hey, Biscuit, Um, last night, UConn loses. And it's almost a – I mean, obviously, it's a bigger story that they lost. Is it a better thing for the women's game that they did lose for the headlines? Or is it, a, is it so – would have been humdrum if they would have went a, went ahead and, and won another. It would have been humdrum, but it would have added to the mystique. And when you have mystique, and when you have dynasties, and when you have a legacy, then that makes it more interesting uh, for the casual fan to see if if this team is going to be the team that knocked them off, or if that team is going to be the one to knock them off. No one really was paying attention until probably halftime. halftime. Yeah, yeah halftime. When, when, and then Mississippi State went up 16 and then UConn came back and sent it to overtime. I mean, it was interesting. I would have liked a little more hype. I would have liked it to be that Mississippi State had was to believe to have more of a chance coming into this game. I mean, because they blew them out last year by, by 60, 60 points, in, in, yeah. in the Sweet 16. So I, I was, was hoping it would be like a, a Stanford or North Carolina or, or one of or the traditional. Or South Carolina with Don Staley. Don Staley's building up quite the right, reputation. Right, but they, they She's building it up, but it's not it's not a historic program like oh, North yeah, Carolina well, or, or Tennessee. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. So I would have liked it, it, it to be one of those type or of Baylor. matchups. Baylor. Or Baylor, of course, yeah, Baylor, uh, who Mississippi State beat coming into the, uh, coming into this game. I, I don't watch the WNBA very much, and I don't watch a lot of women's college basketball. Although I keep up a little bit, and it's easier because they're getting more and more headlines. But I've always, always going back, always to Teresa Witherspoon. I've always liked the uh, the Final Four, the Women's Final Four. Going back to Jody Conrad, the UT Lady Horns. So you, you're in deep water right I'm, now. Yeah, buddy. I'm in deep water. Um, and so I mean, and I always pick a favorite, and I look forward to watching the. Dak was final. at the game. Well, yeah, that's the big story. Dak and uh, Robin Roberts had some heartfelt comments. Dak was, and you know what? Sometimes stars hop on the bandwagon just to be. That's what you do, you know. Oh, I'm gonna show that I'm. I mean, he was there but, last but, no, year. But uh, yeah, but it was in Dallas. But he's a legitimate fan. He really is a legitimate. I mean, he loves his school, and it seems like 
you know, I have several friends from the state of Mississippi. And by the way, hello to all the folks listening in Mississippi. We have to get our numbers up in Mississippi. Right. Congratulations, Mississippi. Mississippi. Pearl, Pearl, Mississippi. Uh, Itabina. <laughs> Uh, I need I need Mississippi to step up and represent me the way you guys have rep- represented the uh, the Bulldogs of Mississippi State. So uh, with that in mind, uh, you know I know some wonderful folks from Mississippi, and they, they you know it, it's a small state, so they rally around their own, uh, and so I, it, this is a big big deal. Other than the rivalry between Ole Miss and Mississippi State, so uh, that's a whole lot of fun. Men's Final Four. Any surprises to you? Any, what are you, what are your overall thoughts about the tournament? Uh, it's been really uh, an exciting tournament. I was surprised that Kentucky lost. They looked so good against UCLA. I mean, but I'll I, I tell you what, and a lot of people are saying this, and I agree, that should have been a Final Four matchup or a championship matchup. To have those guys meet in the regional finals, that's just not right. Because I, I, that I like was a more I like it because you, you have good games throughout the tournament. You don't have to wait to the final four to get great games. But do, ultimately, do you really – like, to me, in, if North Carolina goes on to win as expected, I would anticipate that they would win the national championship. It's almost like the it's anticlimactic other, because your big matchup was against Fox and, 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 and Monk and those guys – at Kentucky, that was a marquee. And I, I think when you look back at that game in the next couple of years and what these guys going to do in the NBA, you're going to look back and say, whoa, that was the game. Look at all the talent on that court right then. So I don't, I don't, I'm not an Oregon fan. Oregon is a football school, so is South Carolina. I root for Gonzaga because they still, even though they were 36 and one, you still view them as an underdog and, and you kind of root for them from all uh, for them. Uh, from well, that they were number one in the nation in different parts of the year. I know, but year. traditionally, they not. I mean, they've come this along. This is their first Final Four. I know this is their first Final Four, but they've been a basketball school. I mean, they've been in the in the tournament numerous years. They've had high seeds in the tournament with with uh, Morrison and Ronnie Turioff and and those guys. They 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 they've had they've made their their mark on college basketball. Who's the most the, the who's the best basketball player to come out of Gonzaga? Let's see if you can. John Stockton. I mean, oh, yeah, right, it's easy. Know. Uh, you know. I love the North Carolina story. I love. I mean, that's a team from Barry to to Meek to Jackson. I, that that is a good good team. I was at the Final Four. I was at the game last year, and they could be going for for back to back championships. But I think that it, it was a wonderful thing how they won. And the irony about this is, and everybody knows that college basketball is all about the coach, especially in this culture, mm-hmm. because you, you know. It's so transient, and everybody's in and out so much. There's so much movement, so much one and done that you rarely get a chance to concentrate on the players. By and large, every year you talk about what does Roy Williams have, what does Bill Self have, you know, what does John Calipari Calipari have. You you know, it's all about the coaches, and it's interesting to me that at the and I love this at the end of that Kentucky game, there was no timeout to set up with this spectacular play. The players played. And they made it happen. And I thought that that was a really, really good thing. And I hope people don't sleep on that because, you know, it gives credit back to the players on the court. And obviously. Well, that's how you coach them, too, though. You say, okay, if we get it. You coach you coach situations. That's yeah, what good coaches do. Say, okay, yeah, but this I, situation, I, 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 on a made basket, this is what you do. I tried to scour the video to the best of my ability to see if Roy was what he wanted to do in that situation. I don't know if he was trying to get it. Was he trying to get the timeout or did they just get ahead of him? I, I don't know. I, I, maybe he looked at the floor and said, I'm not going to you know, try to call a timeout. I'm going to let him play. But I just thought to have the players play. And I think more teams should do that, by the way. 
instead of calling that timeout and letting the team get their defense set up for the half court to go ahead and make that transition. So I'm taking North Carolina. If if North Carolina doesn't win, I would. I mean, I think South Carolina's a, a South Carolina's a really good team, and that's a good story too. Yeah, Frank Martin. But I think I, if I in my my desire to see win pecking what I will go North Carolina. Uh, Gonzaga see. then South Carolina. Mm, I'd say South Carolina then then Gonzaga. You don't want to see don't the same see teams win, win the tournament over and over. Again. You know why I don't mind that is because they it's a passion in Indiana, Kentucky, and especially North Carolina. Basketball is a passion. It's they live it, and they it means the most. It's almost like if Texas or never, but if ever Texas A and M wins the national championship in football, you can shut down the state. You know what I mean? Remember 2005? It was a, a magical, magical time. Although Texas is so, so big, it's hard for right. one school to encompass the whole state. But when Vince won that, that was an electric, a really, really, uh, you know, because it means something to us for the state of Texas. And right, right. now, college football in the state of Texas is not very good. Right, but I mean, you talk about basketball. I mean, North Carolina's in—they won it last year. I mean, they—they're always know, in the tournament. They're but that's always because they dedicate the most. Duke resources. is, is in it North means, Carolina, and it's—they're always right. in the in the mix. It so. means the most to them. They, and, and you know, and I have some insight, you know, to North Carolina. I, you know, I've been there, and I understand the culture. My best friend is is from North Carolina. And even on the playground, they you know the way we play street ball here is the way we play street ball. They run plays in, on in street ball. I mean, it's such a cerebral game because they they think it out. I mean, they really love basketball on a level. You like, wow! I really appreciate how much North Carolina loves basketball. And so, yeah, I, I and I like the team. Jackson is a kid from from Tomball, from mm-hmm. uh, the Greater Houston area where we're broadcasting from. So that's a whole lot of fun. So. That being said, uh, yeah, it, it should be fun, and I I actually know more a little bit more about college basketball this year than I have in a while. Can I can I go on an old man rant though about college basketball? Go ahead. What's up with these guys and their hair? Like it looks like you look at Fox. I I, I when I first well, saw him play, man. I, when I saw him play, I was like, man, I hate this guy. Look at his hair. Like what what are you doing? Like and there were other kids. Like I saw a kid that like his 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 media uh, guy picture. He had a, a clean, you know, a nice cut or whatever. And then and then during the tournament, like his hair was all crazy. It looked like ten times worse. I'm like, you on national TV? Like you know, people are but gonna see you. The, and look at your. But look. that's the style now. I mean, I mean, that, I, I mean, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, that's why I said. It's my old man rant because you know I figured it's the style and what kids are doing now. They just try to make themselves look as ugly as possible, and I mean that's fine. That's, that's I mean, what you choose to do in life. They, I mean, maybe some people oppose the sideburns, the Elvis sideburns. Hey, that, that's, <laughs> that's, that you work. That's fine, and, and you've been rocking the hair, the, the flat top since 1985, not and it finally came back. Not a flat top. <laughs> you lucky guy, you know you <laughs> stay with it. Not I appreciate a flat top. your dedication. It's not a flat top. <laughs> I appreciate okay? your dedication. It's the faith. You know, right? you, you you stuck in there. You know, you went through the hard times but and the, the key, you, you the, went through I, the cornrows and the fades. And, and it, I think the flat that top if, came if back. you let that distract you from the game, though, you're missing out because it's some good basketball. Well, no, I mean, not obviously not, but but like I said, just coming into it because I hadn't watched. You know, you, I don't I watch it until I watch some of the conference tournaments and then I watch the tournament. But getting to know, and they're all freshmen, so you you, you know you don't get well, to know. Well, I mean, them, when you, look at it, you look at it. There were a lot of guys that came back. From from the North Carolina team, that, that, I mean, it, it, I, I know the frustration. Believe me, I live it. In that 
every year you have to hit a reset button and learn another bunch of 17, 18 year olds because I'm not following AAU and I'm not following high school basketball. So uh, I get the frustration of it. But yeah, a good product, a good season this year, a very competitive year. I think it's easier for us to lean on those traditional good powers, easiest for uh, for us as, as fans to lean on those things. But when you look at some of the basketball you know, around the country, some really good basketball. I thought Baylor, Baylor's a team I, I really, really have liked for a while, and you want to see them continue to do well. And, and you know, we'll, we'll continue to to follow it. I, I think it'll be fun because everybody's not going to come out. I think a lot of those North Carolina guys coming out this year, though. So, yeah. And that's what I a mean. A lot really, of Kentucky really, really guys, Lonzo Ball is coming out. Uh, Leaf is coming out from UCLA. So a lot a lot of guys are, are coming out. Monk is going to come out, yeah. I'm sure. Now, you talk about Lonzo Ball, and I didn't plan on talking about it, but. BBB, uh, ball is life, baby. What's up? Uh, and, and what do you think of the LaVar Ball? I, mean, I love it. 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 Why? I think it's buffoonery because he he's he's representing for his sons, but he's I, I think he's hurting his son. No, he's not. He's not hurting his sons. Once you get to the NBA, okay, nobody's I, gonna care what your dad says. It's only because he's, he's I don't, not I in the NBA. It's, it's only because he's not in the NBA. He's he's still you know considered under the you know not. You know, when you're when you're in the college, they can still consider you a kid. Once you get to the NBA, you're a man now. It doesn't matter. He's now he's not he's I bet you as soon as Lonzo gets to the NBA, he's not gonna start talking about Lonzo. He's gonna talk about LaMelo, who's going to UCLA next year. So he's ready. He's got it already. And and now now I know his brother. I know I know his brother that's going to UCLA. I know his younger brother who's at, at Chino Hills High School. I, I know that because of him. So uh, is this what you're gonna do for, for my nephews? I mean, I mean No, uh, I, it's not something uh, that I would do. It's not a uh, uh, but he's he's again, I always tell people Look, let me tell you something. I saw I saw a a a, a, a fight between parents. Because a young man was getting out of line with his dad in public. And I tell people, I said, look, that boy knows who his father is. He knows the consequences and repercussions of his actions when he goes against his father and he acts a certain way. These kids have had the same father their entire life. Their entire life. They know what to expect. You chose chose to go to UCLA. He could have went to South Carolina. He could have went to this a uh, small school, a small market. You in UCLA, you in Tinseltown. Why not leverage that? Here's the deal, and this is why I say it hurts. Because subconsciously, and maybe not so subconsciously, unintentionally, I was really glad that Lonzo lost. Oh, I, I really was. You a hater. No, I don't because I. I, I, think I can't believe you. You I like just think it's the whole. I you think, like you like bragging. You like no, I don't. No, I you don't like bragging. I, okay, look. I okay. You so, don't like conf, confident players. You didn't like To. To was the exception <laughs> to my rule. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh you but, turned but, into because an he old was man. A, he was an oh. anti-hero. He was an you know, anti complaining about I didn't I, dancing. I didn't. I did not like Dion's. I didn't know. I didn't know like Dion Williams. Oh, come on, I mean, yeah, Dion. Yeah, you know me. Prime what time. other what other braggadocious players? The only two people that I could think of that were really extremely braggadocious that I like were T.O. and Sugar Ray Leonard. And, and he wasn't. He wasn't He's a showboat. Come on, now don't try to minimize Sugar Ray. But he wasn't a mouthpiece like. Like Ali or whatever. I mean, and I liked Ali. Everybody liked Ali, so he's exempt from this conversation because he was the first to ever do it. So he's exempt. I, I loved Ali, but he's exempt from the, the, the what's come after him. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the teams that I like, I didn't like the Showtime Lakers. I liked the Boston Celtics. Football. Never liked the Cowboys. I liked either the Redskins or whoever was beating the Cowboys at the time. 
You but know. that's because that it had nothing to do with their personality, though. But that uh, maybe it was tied to their fans, the fact that we had to watch them every Sunday. Right. But everybody's calling them America's team. There's a rivalry between. I mean, I love Joe know. Frazier in 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 retro. I it, I rooted for him more, <laughs> which is really a weird weird thing. But I won't even get into that. But. Because the Frazier Ali thing can drive me crazy sometimes. But I don't like those flashy, braggadocious type of guys a lot. I really don't. I, you know, who are my so, favorite? So you like the guys who just put their hair down and keep, keep do their work? Look, yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Who are you? Just, you know, you're oh, great. Oh, man. When you turn to okay, I guess you get— I so, guess. so I love the Oilers, and so the Oilers could do no wrong. Right. And when, my I, best friend actually was very, very— but he was no, his no, was he more was. celebratory though. His no, was not no, before. No, he, he catch a ten yard pass. He gonna let everybody in the stadium know about it, especially in a big game. That's just what it was. But I think that that, that was energy and enthusiasm. I think that oh, was. Genuine. Of course, oh yeah, no, of I'm course talking you do. about. Of course what, you do. I'm you know the guys that talk noise. He's like Randy Moss. Nah, nah. I like the player. He's a tremendous player. You didn't like him with the Vikings. No, I don't. Not didn't like him. Did you have a big problem with him doing the moon thing? I, that, I thought it was tacky, but I. I mean, his behavior in the locker room for the Texans was really, really bad. And that was cool. Randy Moss. After, for the after, Texans? After, I, I don't know what year it was. They had an overtime victory, and he was just – he was doing the most. Who he, was he, he playing with? Well, he was with the Vikings. They oh, beat yeah. the Texans. He had a big touchdown in that game, and they, they won the game late or in overtime or whatever. And uh, when the locker room – he was just such a, a jerk, man. You know, he was really taking shine away from his guys. And it's interesting to see those guys come to the other side on the media side of things. And in, in a way, I'm surprised that they let these guys come over and do that because he's one. Uh, Keyshawn Johnson was not – he was he was jerkish. Right. And he, he made the transition. But he was never that good. I mean, he was – he was I, I he was, was he was good. He was overrated. Right. But he got a lot of shine. I mean, coming out of USC, he was the dude. But anyway, I say all that to say, I think that the LeVar Brawls stuff is, while it's introducing us to his kids, I think that it can have a definite backlash. And, and all of a sudden, he the spotlight will be on him I'm telling you, more than any other person. And if he falters. But that's good. No, that's it's good. It's, that's what you want. Okay, it, say, it, let's, it, say, let's it, say it he depends. falters. Let, let's say he falters, right? Okay, so 10, 20 years after, 10, let's say 10 years after he falters, there's going to be an ESPN 60 story about how his father influenced his career, a 30 for 30 about how his father and influenced his career. And how, he, and how he, crystal meth because his, he couldn't <laughs> meet, <laughs> measure up to meth. his dad's expectations. <laughs> wow. But, and how he but, fell off the roof. But again, look, you he, if he makes it, it's a story. If he doesn't make it, it's a story. But it, it but it's you a bad it, story. It, it doesn't matter. You know who he is. There's millions of players who played play basketball, okay. who played for different schools, who you don't know who but they see, are. I've lived through this before with Todd Marinovich. And you still you know who Todd Marinovich is, Yes, right? he's like— a, That means Todd a, Marinovich can still get a check. No, he can't. Yes, he can. He, he, he can, I, I, I want to say he's in jail. Well, I don't know where he is, and you don't either. <laughs> I, I just know he's a he's an example of what goes wrong when you only live a certain way. Now, now, and, and, and I don't want to confuse, although I introduced this to the, the conversation, don't necessarily want to confuse pushing your kids or over-pushing your kids with really putting yourself and interjecting yourself into the spotlight. And, and I think that that's what he's— I mean, Without it's really, Joe Jackson, it wouldn't be a Michael Jackson. 
Yeah, and that, that, that and same thing with, with with Williams. Did you see? Did you see uh, LeBron doing Lonzo's uh, Lavar ball shot? How he shoots the ball? Mm-mm. He was doing it in warm up. Everybody's like, "Ooh, he's taking shots at, at Lavar because he was shooting th- like th- he was warming up and he was doing three pointers and shooting it like like Lavar." It was pretty funny. And, and this day and t- I mean, if what do you get, think about that? What if do you, you think about if it? he can get you in the White House? I guess it works. And it amazes me that. How, how one thing that and, and I think that Floyd Mayweather Jr. is a brilliant marketer. I think he is a brilliant businessman. I think he has a lot of people fooled, and that he's much more he's much smarter. He's such he's a real brain when it comes to boxing. He's very cerebral about the sport of boxing. So I think people are fooled by that, and they think that oh you know no he's you know he's just this this guy that shows up on fight night but he's a craftsman at what he does and he works hard on at the mental part of the game right but it's, it always amazes me how this guy can come on and, and really with trump too how you can say oh i'm rich i'm this i'm the best and people will fall over themselves to give you more I, it's it's amazing to me like floyd will People buy Floyd fights to, to see Floyd lose because Floyd fights boring. I've said it over and over well, again. Well, I mean, and you were the first one years and years ago to point this out, and, and I thought it was an astute observation to say, you know what, he does this and he make, he markets himself, although he's not a knockout guy. He's not nearly the entertain. He's not in the top 20 of the most entertaining fighters. No, he's not. I mean, he's the value for his fights are just not that good. He's not an entertaining fighter. But yet. But yet, because you hate him, because everybody hates him. I don't not spend money on him. Yeah. But, but, but a lot of people hate him. They buy his pay-per-views to see him lose. It doesn't matter why you buy To him, it doesn't matter why you buy it. Just buy it. If I win, he's he's gonna get the big purse because that's why he's the champ. He, everybody's coming to see him lose. I if mean, he wins, I mean, he get, I, I'm he, not I'm not questioning that. I just I'm amazed that people just buy just get they chew that up. I, like why why are you taking the bait on that? Why are you taking a bait? Now I'm a boxing guy, mm-hmm. and, and I will say this. And and again, there's a lot of nuance to a lot of the conversations we're having today, uh, because when you talk about if Andre Ward had a little bit of Floyd in him, because you don't want people to be totally born, but then I mean those are two extremes. Like I love Andre Ward, although he got beat up his last fight. He he got it out of there with a win, but. Diddy, you know what I mean, uh, against uh, Kovalev, Sergey Kovalev. But I thought his, and I think his career is really hurt by the fact that he's not more flashy outside of the ring. Inside of the ring, he's a, a tactician, he's a great fighter. And I thought it, the best of this generation, Kovalev kind of changed that a little bit for me. But, uh, you know, I, he's a great fighter, but no sizzle behind him. You can go out on the street, nobody knows who Andre Ward is unless he's a and, you know, unless they, that, boxing, that's an avid boxing. I've fan. never seen him fight. Yeah, and and he's he's the truth. He's not, and he won the middleweight tournament a few years back, and that beat up Michael Kessler and a bunch of other people. And, and you know, again. But what do you think about LeBron and Le- and Levar Ball? Levar is saying, you know, his children have a better shot of making it than LeBron's. LeBron's like, don't leave my family out of this, and. Like what you? I mean, like what? What do you think about that? Uh, I mean, I don't know uh, all the details. I didn't see either comment, but I, I, I do think that whatever. I don't think LeBron James has legit. I mean, a, a sincere reaction in him. I, I just, he just doesn't. He seems the only faker person that I could think of is is a Rod. <laughs> I mean, and I mean, yes, now now a Rod is everything. A Rod is a fraud, Rod. and I'm not right. saying LeBron is. 
what I'm saying about LeBron, you just get a sense that these guys, are, uh, you know, they, they talk about coach speak. Mm-hmm. He, I think everything he does is coach speak. You know, like he said, and I stopped mentioning this on the show this morning here in Houston. Uh, how, yeah, he says, oh, oh, we don't look, we don't look back. We only look forward. I'm like, man, you sound like you. You sound like you're trying to make a movie like soundbite. He may really feel that way. He might. He just comes across as a guy that is not. Truly I, I a, just think you 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 put it in the context of he's got this big Nike deal. I don't. I don't think he, about. I'm not talking about any of that. I, I think it's just the I way he communicates. I think it. it, it uh, I, I think taints it comes him. with him being the spotlight for so long that he knows. How, he knows not. And, and that, to his credit, he knows. Not, how to not step in uh, pitfalls and, and potholes. And he knows, I mean, think about it. He, aside from the thing you think about when you think about LeBron James, obviously is the, the, him being a great basketball player, but near the top is the decision. And so he made the ultimate really PR mistake. But aside from that particular thing in the seven, eight, not one, not two, not three, right. we think of those things associated with him. Those are the only two major. I, I think now, I think now it's, it's coming down from three, coming back from three one. I think that's what everybody. I don't think so. I, I, oh, really, I, I think that's what history is going to remember him for. So at all. Because it's never happened in the finals, so I think everybody's going to remember. I him don't. For the I don't know because I think again, people look at that two ways. People look at that as. Golden State choked. Not not a hundred percent of the people look at it and say, "Oh, it was just Cleveland's." Oh, and just like in the Super Bowl. So, what do you say? Who? What do you say? Was this Atlanta blowing it or New England winning it? And you have people say, "Well, you think both. about think about the Giants when the Giants beat beat New England in the Super Bowl. You don't talk about how the the New England choked. You talk, you talk about what a great play that. But that the was Giants a dip. they didn't have a twenty eight to three lead. What I'm saying to you is. It, on third and one, you throwing it down. You're doing a five-step drop. I'm I, saying getting a holding penalty, taking you out of field goal range, the one thing, taking a sack in those situations, those things cost you when all you had to I mean, so what I'm saying, I'm saying it to say, and let's get back to the original point. LeBron is really defined by a few of those mistakes. And so I think that he has he's learned his lesson. And, and I think, again, I think he's a great guy from all accounts. He's a family guy. He's not in the streets. He's not a dope guy. He's not a weed head. From I mean, I mean, his image is squeaky clean. He seems like a good, good guy, and he really makes uh, public relations miscues, missteps in the media, and and he's been conditioned to do that. Conversely, I I find that much much less appealing than somebody like Barkley or To that are more prone to say something wrong, quote unquote wrong, mm-hmm. but they're sincere and honest. When Barkley says something, he may be, he may be 125% wrong, but he's saying what he really, really feels. He's not saying what he thinks. Mm, I don't know. No, about I, Barkley. I, don't, I'm, I, I just don't. Maybe early I on, don't like long that. time ago, but now I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, what you think that he's, he's a, you think that he says something. He just got through going through all of this stuff uh, with, uh, who did he just get in? Well, that was Shaq, but, Barkley yeah, was, was in the mix. He just got. I mean, he cussed on the end a, a couple weeks ago. I mean, that. Doesn't, I mean, he didn't mean to. I know, but I'm just. I mean, some of the stuff is it's real and it's fake. And, and, and I think I think everybody in the public in public atmosphere has a little bit of both, if not more than one. I, than I, the but other. I say, the, who would you say is the most sincere athlete you've ever seen with the media? The most sincere. 
Mmm, that's hard. Uh, to me, it, it Barkley has to be one of them. T.O. almost. And, and Floyd, early on, I mean, okay, I was teased. I had an experience with Floyd. I interviewed Floyd for the, the De La Hoya fight, mm-hmm. and he was emotionally bleeding all over the media. That was the realest he was. I think parts of his who he is, like you said, is, is not real. But I, I think he emotionally, like he was an open wound. You go back and look at Mayweather 24-7, and those leading up to certain fights, and he fighting with his dad. I mean, so that was totally real. That was not. I don't believe that because no, you got but to, you never for, seen for 20, it. No, no. For, for 24-7, you, you see they him have when to he have storylines. No, that's did, why they do it, dude. This man told him said Ted told him his dad, his dad wasn't. He said that. He said that. I mean, not, they got I'm into not, a fight. A fight. This I'm not was not an argument. Believe, he didn't believe that, or he didn't feel that way. But I'm saying, whenever you do these these reality shows, they set you up in situations no, to make you react. That. Jordan, you ain't emotionally. Even seen it. I have seen it. You didn't. You didn't see that episode. This was. This was not. This was uncomfortable to watch. This was not. In, I'm not tuning I'm not, in. For I'm that. not saying that that his reaction wasn't emotional and that it wasn't real. I'm saying the situations that that they place you in. Are contrived, but that was not that because again, okay. I mean, and that's one particular example. But go back to the original question: the most sincere athlete in the media. That you've seen. Ah, that's a tough question. I mean, it would have to be somebody that's not a major star because if 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 you look at it, those major stars have endorsement deals, they have a public image, they have a brand they have to protect. Because so, I can, and, and while I'm on LeBron, I can't stand Tom Brady. So it has to be like is. right now is. Patrick Beverly, I guess, because he's, you know, I mean, just somebody. No, okay, just, let's, let's talk about something that's uni- somebody. Uni- okay, he's uh, only talk. The only local media talks to Patrick Beverly. <laughs> I mean, so he can say whatever he wants. Saying, that's we, what I'm saying. We, no, that's okay, my well, point. Then, I'm, but that's the, the question. Of all the athletes that you've known, high profile athlete, who's the most sincere athlete you've ever seen? Uh, and I the, I can think of two people. Okay, you go go first. Mo, uh, Barkley's one and Mike Tyson is the other. Mike, uh, Mike Tyson, definitely. You can tell when he's on his medication, when he's not, <laughs> you know. And or mean, when he's I mean, self-medicated or when he's not. I mean, so, yeah. so I don't, I don't, I can't I, think of anybody that I think that's just, just super sincere. Maybe David Robinson. David Robinson seemed like a, like a, just a nice guy. Right. Well, okay. I mean, I never. I'll take that. But that's, you know, that's the easy answer. But I'm saying. Or Carl Malone. Now, that's another one. He was real, and he said some very stupid things. Oh, yeah, because he I remember he didn't want to play uh, Magic Magic, Johnson. with Magic Johnson because yeah, he, he thought he was going to get AIDS. Right now, this is a good time to take a timeout and come back on the other side. I'm going to take a brief break, come back and talk about the NFL. want to talk about the NBA MVP race, and want to remind you guys, you're tuned into the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast on iTunes, TuneIn, and SoundCloud. Class. I'm a great boy looking for like Keith Hard. Leave a 
back out, nutty like I'm a joy. My boy Joy, I eat, got the sweet and eat, got the sweets and goo, got the freaks, beat it up like a whipping. The album dropped in, it's been a lot of kissing, but I ain't tripping, I'm tripping. That's why I'm Welcome back to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, part two. I want to talk a little bit about the MVP race. That that is, this is as interesting a MVP race as I can think of in recent history. Harden or Westbrook, where do you fall on this and why? Uh, I think I will go, even though it's, it's tough. I mean, even though Russell Westbrook is having a historic year, I'm going to have to save James Harden because I think because predicated on the, the season that his team is having, the expectation coming into this season that 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 is that the Rockets weren't going to be even maybe not even a playoff team with the loss of Dwight Howard. That has has more to do with it as far as why I'm going going to say that James Harden is the MVP and not Russell Westbrook because Russell Westbrook is what they're like eighth ninth I mean eighth or they're, they're in the very low in the standings on in the Western Conference nobody's really afraid of them it's just him and a bunch of guys and I mean you see what the Rockets are doing they have a philosophy he's he's almost averaging a triple double I mean he's averaging uh you know 29 points 10 or 11 assists and like eight rebounds so he's not far off the triple double average either so he's having a great great season you know Russell is is, is chasing history but again a lot of people say that the stats are empty and I, and I kind of would, would lean to that side I mean what he does is so amazing and and Westbrook again he's a real dude too he's a real I, dude. I really wish he would say more of what I want want to hear especially about the Durant thing he's trying his best to take the high road although he's not it's not always easy for him to do so. Okay, and, and this is, again, this is a very nuanced show. This is a nuanced edition of... Don't say Kawhi Leonard or No, LeBron no, James what I'm or... saying is this. If the award was for the best player this year, I would give it to Westbrook. If it's the, if it's the player of the year, I'm giving it to Westbrook. When you put most valuable on it, you what you what you have to be the most valuable of is a guy on on a team of value, right? And and I think in a very close contest, you have to give it to Harden because his team is the third seed in the West, uh, and they have comparable numbers. I will say this though: this week, this week, Harden suffered a sort of a wrist injury, right? And he's not been the same. This week could really tip the scales in, in favor of Westbrook, uh, and, and I do think people are sleeping on Kawhi Leonard. And I think an interesting thing on this is it may not come down to who has the most first-place votes, who has the most second-place votes, because if you put LeBron or Kawhi ahead of the second guy, say if Westbrook all of a sudden, now you're not getting a second-place vote, you're getting a fourth-place vote, right. that'll hurt your chance, and, and vice versa. So while I think nationally, it's hard to tell from where we are, because everybody is talking about Harden. But I've heard a number of folks in Houston say Westbrook. I think nationally it's leaning, it's leaning Westbrook. I would have to disagree because, again, we talk about the standings. You talk about how the Rockets are number three, again, with the loss of Dwight Howard departing in free agency. So, so James Harden is doing it with Ryan Anderson, Eric Gordon, Patrick Beverly, Trevor Reza, Trevor Reza, Nene. I mean, he's doing it with guys who 
if you're not a basketball fan, you've never even heard of these guys. So I think that's more impressive when when you talk about and he's doing it for his entire team. He's bringing he's putting his entire team on his back. His entire team okay, are winning but, games. But if you talk about uh, Russell Westbrook, I mean, yeah, he's getting triple doubles, but he he had an awesome game la- the, the other night against the Spurs, but they lost. But he's what 30 30 Two and four in games he gets triple doubles in. So when he has triple doubles, they do win. And and I uh, and I'll say this: if you remove Westbrook from OKC, they are not winning very many games at all. They just have no. I mean, you're talking about Orlando Magic type numbers. I don't even know what their record is, but when you think bad basketball, I so it would uh, be the same thing with the Rockets. I know you. They it, wouldn't you fall would nearly as far with Mike D'Antoni. You you would you would not, but you wouldn't fall nearly. I wonder if you, if you think they a playoff team without James Harden. Are you serious? Are you? Do you really think that? Or are you you just trying to make an argument uh, for your guy? I, I, I mean, they would be okay, close. Who averages, who averages fifteen points on the Rockets be, if James Harden? Okay, not there. but then but there are a lot more people to be involved. And a lot of people, a lot more people. Think of how many people sacrificed because Harden has to have the ball. To, but to his credit, who, who who's the score? I mean, I mean, who's the score? Who's the score? A lot of guys again, from Lou Williams to Lou Williams, averaged eighteen points a game. Okay, what is he? That's what is he averaging now? Pretty much the same. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I have to look at the numbers on that. But uh, you know, again, I, I think he, to his credit, Harden. Has done a tremendous job of really doing a one eighty in the way he shares the basketball. Well, I think he, like you made a point this week is probably really going to hurt him because you saw uh, he's injured. He's injured, right? And he's playing like it. I mean, a couple nights ago he he went two for twelve in the first half. Uh, a, a couple nights ago, three against, game losing streak. Three game losing streak against Golden State. He he went he shot horribly as well. Uh, almost still almost had a triple double. Uh, but they're so, locked into that third spot in the West, so. right? And that's why Ryan Anderson isn't playing. He's he's sitting out. Uh, and which that hurts him because then you have Eric Gordon has to start and then uh, Lou Williams has to carry more minutes and a lot of guys have to carry more minutes than they're used to, so you don't have that the strong strong second unit like you used to having because Ryan Anderson is out and he's a big part of that offense. He's a stretch four, so it, it makes you do all kind of things differently as far as matchup wise. But when 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 Harden is really uh, struggling because of because of his wrist, so I think that's going to hurt him. I think trying to trying to game lose the streak, and then all of those games. I think they have five games in a row that are nationally televised. Last night was nationally televised uh, against um, uh, on ESPN against Golden State. The other night was a, a ESPN game that was uh, Portland. Uh, the night before it was well, a the night before was a TNT game on on national television, and, right. and they lose that one. And then they have a couple more games coming up. So tough stretch. Speaking of tough stretches, uh, Cleveland ended their tough stretch last night, beating Philadelphia, which everybody expected. Cause well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You beat up on them. Yeah. Um, is Cleveland in trouble? I'll ask you. I have my opinion, but I'll, I'll get your take on that. I don't think so. I think, I think they want to finish out strong. I think they want that 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 number one seed. They're not used to being pushed to the end of the season like they are right now. I mean, Boston, Boston is a half game up on Cleveland. For the top seed in the East, they haven't been challenged throughout the entire season like that since LeBron has been in the East. I mean, in, you know, well, not well, since he came, since he's come back to Cleveland, he hasn't had to, to really 
play it out the whole season. I think those uh, those number those minutes are compounding the issue. I think him him playing all these minutes early in the season is starting to show up. Kyrie Irving is playing great, but those guys are still struggling. You still need J.R. Smith to come to come play. You need Darren Williams off the bench to, to to give you some valuable minutes. You need some. You need uh, Kevin Love to to start playing. You know, even though he's coming back from injury, you need him to start playing well. So I, once these guys once they get into the playoffs, they'll be fine. They're just not yeah, used to I, having I, that in the season. I like think. That. I think again, you, before they have real competition, you're probably looking at about a month before they have real a uh, month to a month and a half before you have real competition. You can kind of breeze through. And, and really, I'm going to be honest with you, the postseason is a lot less grueling these days than, than it, it used, used to, to be. be right? So guys can get rest. And if you sweep the team, you may not play for six or seven days. And so I think that'll help them get a lot better. They're struggling defensively. They're still scoring points. Uh, it's, just, it's defensively. And then they can't beat the Bulls. I don't I mean, I don't think that that would play out in the postseason, but they struggle. Like I'll get out with with the, the Chicago Bulls, but I think the only team I, I don't I don't think it's Boston. I think the team is Washington. I think Washington is struggle some down the stretch, but I, but I, I mean they they're a really good team. I, I really like Washington. They can shoot the ball well. They can defend. Uh, you got John Wall. Uh, you got Bradley Beal. You got uh, the big guy. Um, Gortat, Martin Gortat. Those guys can light it up. So I mean, and they can defend. So I mean, that would be an interesting matchup. And that, like you said, they probably won't face a challenge until they face if they face uh, the Washington uh, Wizards. Well, you know, can you believe we've been um, I don't know thirty forty minutes into the show and no mention of Tony Romo, and we won't now because we, <laughs> we are going to transition to football. Uh, I want to get your take on. Uh, the Raiders move to Vegas. Is that good for the NFL? I, I'm, I want to care. Like, I really want to care. But I don't. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's that big of an issue because Oakland, I mean, the Raiders haven't been in Oakland. They've been in and out of Oakland. They were in. They were in L.A. for a while. Then they were. They were in Oakland, in L.A., then back to Oakland. I. I just don't. I just don't feel the connection. I don't think the connection is is that strong. I mean, I know See, Raider this Nation is where, and this, all yeah, that. Yeah, this is where there's a generational gap between you and I. Uh, that's in the one or more iconic, top what five iconic franchises in the league. You got what Pittsburgh, Green Bay, Dallas, Oakland. I mean that. You know, those are the most iconic franchises in the entire. Uh, NFL. I mean, maybe in you the know? 70s when Oakland was. But, I mean, that's what the league is built on. That That's how the, how this thing got to where it is today. And I think that and what I said on the show today, and I and it, it really I mean this, I just don't think that it's a good idea long term to alienate and throw away a fervent fan base to replace them with what? And I, not just Oakland to Las Vegas, which I think that's gonna be that's gonna be a freak show. That's gonna be like Cirque du Soleil. So <laughs> that, even the stadium is tricked out. It's gonna if it looks anything like it does, it's gonna be the the baddest stadium in all the sports. I mean, it it, it is sweet. But do people in Ve- the residents of Vegas really care about the Raiders? No, and I don't think they will for for several generations. Not the way the people in Oakland did. Oakland is a poor, uh, I mean, a poor man's San Francisco. And I don't know the dynamics, but I know those cities hate each other. Right. And it's a working class town, Oakland is. And that team represented that working class uh, mentality. And and they loved them like the Houston used to love the Oilers. And I don't think that you can throw. And then, look, how much will L.A. care about San Diego? They didn't even want San Diego, the Chargers. They didn't even want them. Look, we lived in a city without football for 10 years. 
and we saw the impact. Yeah, a lot of football fans, but a lot of people don't love the Texans like they love the Oilers. A lot of people like not they're, they're more casual fans when they were more you know passionate fans before. So when you, have, when you have when you have passionate fans uh, of a, spe- a specific team, then it hurts your overall brand because you, if that team isn't good. Well, it's like, okay. But your, your passionate fans will hold you down. Look at how the Raiders how many, fans have held down. How many passionate fans are in the stadium on, on a Sunday when you're playing against uh, the the Rams? How I'm, many passionate fans are there? Dude, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You're not selling the out the stadium hole, if you two well, in the versus two By all accounts, that's the worst stadium in all the sports. And so, but the fans have still been there. I mean, you, you see it. You know it. And they've put a bad, bad product up there for many, many years. Right. I don't care what short-term financial gain. I think stability in having your franchise is there. Think about, I mean, you're talking about Oakland. Lose. I mean, and again, it hurt them that they did in the 80s leave and go to, to L.A. for a minute. I, and I you know, I just think it's, it's, it's bad for football all the way around. A couple other things I want to cover before we get out of here. Is I want to talk about Tiger Woods not playing in the in the mm, Masters. I know it's sad. It, it is. It's the 20th anniversary of him women winning his first green jacket, and it is. It's man. It's I want him to win as bad as I want Vince Young to lead the team to the Super Bowl. And he's gonna play in the Canadian League, so maybe he can the get a great, great cup. cup. I tell you what, and we can start a GoFundMe if Vince Young <laughs> if Vince Young gets to the Great Cup. The Canadian, the CFL Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start a GoFundMe so people can send me up there to cover it, so I can be I can be in Saskatchewan. Uh, Saskatchewan. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You can go by yourself on that one. I have to look at the, the make sure I get it right for all my folks in Canada who I know are listening right now. Uh, so yeah, but no, you know that's that's a heartbreaker. Watch Venus lose in the semifinals after making a deep run. Speaking of sports dads, Richard Williams was in the in the building. So uh, you know Venus, it, it was commendable that she made it that far. You you know her serve let her down in the second set and a lot of second serves and and she got broken a bunch. So yeah, that was you know sort of a retro thing. Mm-hmm. Welcome and back to the sports Major talk League with baseball Wade season is about to get underway and tomorrow. As promised, opening day. inviting in for a conversation about baseball. MK Bauer of the Sports team. Exchange. I'm gonna go. Good with morning, the Astros MK. How are you? The Cubs. Central. I, I, Good. I, you know, I, I, you're an expert on many foes. things. I can talk I to, to you about a variety of sports, but I've chosen to to talk baseball with you because I know that that is an area that you are what. Most proficient at We're going to call it Jim's 2.0 for the Cubs fans. And the other thing that I saw in real life. Who was your guy growing up? Who were your guys? Oh, a huge talk about I don't know what the attraction was, but he was my favorite player when I was a young kid. What is up with the WWE having all the fame? Like, what is that about? This is a new thing to you? Yeah, I did not know that the WWE even through the lean years. And a Hall of Fame. I mean, it's been around baseball. for, well, what, you know, since I, and I remember the, the 80s? Got them like the early 80s? And the first, the, the, the first yeah, inductee I, you know, was I, I like the ball <laughs> no, horn on that team. Wrong. I like the, the, the second inductee was Bobby 
Nobody oil. And I like Dill Murphy. I was totally a Dill Murphy. I mean, hand spray. But you know, on TV, these guys are athletes. They're athletic. I mean, yeah, it's choreographed. You're right, Dill Murphy. I wonder all time. So is gymnastics. Gymnastics is choreographed. What you going to do when you get on the uneven baseball? I mean, obviously, we were in the midst of spring training and the world baseball classic. But just to get some folks up. Because, again, you know, being in there. Kamala's in the Hall of Fame. Kamala's in the Hall of Fame. Kamala's in the Hall of Fame. It's football and more football. And now it's free campaign football for the Lewis and, and, and the basketball, basketball yes. uh, we finally got that done now so a lot of folks hadn't caught up on let me think on of the offseason uh, goings uh, on uh, what team would you is say is Wahoo McDaniel in the WWE I've never heard of Wahoo McDaniel it's hard to race in the I don't know I don't think these people I don't know again we're gonna have to get the Ugandan Warriors in there the Ugandan Warriors what about JY the Junkyard Dog Junkyard Dog is in there Bradley Jr it's a shame that you know it really is I know a lot of sports stuff Devin that's not sports that is sports it's gymnastic sports I'm trying to think Austin Idol I don't know who that is let me ask you is gymnastics a sport yes so why is wrestling not a sport because they're acting they're not hurt. Well, okay, what, you can't okay. hit grown people with chairs okay. and nothing happens. <laughs> yes, you can. If you hit them on the fat of the back, whatever they hit you. Like, I, mean, I, can go, I, know, I know how to do it. Uh, it doesn't hurt as bad. You know well, what I'm you saying? Need to, you need to go Facebook Live. Um, I'm cool. Right, we're going Facebook Live from now on, by the way. And I got to get my, my nominees for. I'm going to put up. I'm going to post some nominees. I got to go back to Wahoo McDaniel. I want to go see a gate match with Harley Race versus Wahoo McDaniel. And Jose Lothario. Was, was fought the, uh, fought that night and uh, Gino Hernandez. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna post some. I'm gonna ask people who should be in the rest of the, the WWE Hall of Fame. And I know these folks, these people weren't WWE people, but they they were Houston Coliseum wrestlers. So <laughs> uh, with that, want to wrap things up. Any final thoughts from you? Uh, just excited to watch the Final Four. Uh, Want to see South Carolina come out on top? I'm room for the Tar Heels to win it all, and I think that the uh, the Dodgers and the I think the Dodgers and the Red Sox or Indians will go to uh, the World Series. So hey, I'm excited about opening day. Astros going to be a good team though. Uh, may struggle a little bit with pitching if Keiko's not what they think he is. Right. Colin McHugh, but we'll we'll keep an eye That's on incredible. that. And we'll be coming to you really really soon. It won't take as long. But please give me your comments at Wade's Word on sports the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on. Facebook and uh, what Instagram D Wade nine oh nine any of those ways. Getting out of here until next time. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Mm-hmm.